0: Welcome back to the Writer's Nook Podcast. I'm Hannah Bauman, editor and writing coach.
1: And I'm Leah Davis, a fantasy and romance writer.
0: Two episodes ago, Leah and I talked about our favorite anime and video games, and today we're going to discuss how TV shows and movies have affected our writing.
1: We like to step away from our laptops and engage our brains with other media. Not only do we like having hobbies outside of writing, but our brains often need the break. With television and movies, it's easy to sink into the narrative and the visuals and give the productive parts of ourselves a
0: break. I think there's something so nice about being able to flop down on the sofa and engage with characters while you eat a snack. The marvels of modern technology.
1: So, two episodes ago, we talked about world building and character development in anime and video games. Go back and listen to episode 12 if you haven't already.
0: It's not strictly necessary to listen to episode 12 first, but I do think it is a good introduction into how other media can help your writing, which is what we will continue talking about today.
1: When you engage with TV shows, you're getting shorter episodes over a longer period, much like chapters in a novel. This helps you see complex storytelling from multiple POVs and how these episodes or chapters
0: build on one another. Today's topic is actually going to come with some homework toward the end of the episode. It's one thing to think about all of this stuff in theory, but it's another to actively try identifying and analyzing these patterns in the media you're consuming. Doing so helps you translate those techniques onto the page. So one show that I've been watching lately is the Police Procedural Lucifer. Um, For better or worse, that is what my fiancé and I have been binge-watching, and I have found it really interesting. And if you don't know the premise of the show, it follows the actual literal devil from Western mythology as he parties it up in L.A. and eventually decides to work as a civilian consultant for the police. Um, It's kind of fun, right? The show was actually based on comics written by Neil Gaiman, Mike Carey, Sam Keith, and Mike Dringenberg. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. So the two things that I like the most about this show are the multiple point of views and stories that we're getting and Lucifer's character development. I think those are the really strong points of the show. Lucifer explores his own humanity through his relationships with several human detectives, his brother, his mother, his partner's child, his therapist, because yes, the devil has a therapist, his trusty demon best friend, and the list goes on. All of these lives and stories begin to overlap and connect as Lucifer and his celestial buddies become embroiled in human life. We see all of these stories, unravel and and come together again over the many many episodes and so while the plot of each episode doesn't necessarily build on anything like you don't necessarily have to watch them in order for the police crimes they're investigating but there is an ongoing story that surrounds lucifer's relationship with his celestial family and his human friends Um, and that's really what the show boils down to i think is those relationships identity and free will So if you're looking for something with character development and subplot, I would recommend that.
1: This takes two of my favorite things, like the supernatural and crime procedurals, and puts them together. I don't know how I haven't been watching this yet.
0: Right? I don't know. We found it on Netflix all of a sudden. Um, I guess it has it's on Netflix. Yeah, it had been on cable and then it got cancelled, but then it got brought back by Netflix or something. I don't know, but it's fun, so
1: working from home I've way too much quiet time. Like I, I just need
0: something to put on while I work. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Hang out with the devil.
1: <laughs> I'll be the first to admit that I don't watch a lot of television that isn't anime. It's what my husband and I like to do together. What I do watch on television actually falls under the horror genre a lot. You know, if you couldn't tell. One of my personal faves will always be The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. I thought it was one of the best handled horror series I've ever seen. The episodes delved into one member of the family at a time, revealing bits of characterization and creepy story in a really well-balanced way. Another series that accrued critical acclaim was Stranger Things. Now, I can't say that I love the most recent season, but the first two were really great. Aside from the 80s nostalgia, the show brought us into the world of these kids and made us care not just about their adventures, but their relationship to one another
0: hard pass on anything horror rude as you can probably tell um so anyway as much as we love television and movies we would be remiss if we didn't warn you about something in writing called the movie view Um, this is just a little aside before we get more into the other stuff that we're talking about today so the movie view is when you don't fully immerse the reader in the narrator's point of view and the reader becomes stuck in a middle ground On screen, with so much visual and audio power, there are many ways for the viewers to engage with the characters. Music helps establish mood, literally swapping viewpoints from one character to another helps establish relationships, and cinematic shots of the countryside passing by as the characters travel helps establish setting and world.
1: But on the page, the most engaging stories are the ones where readers get inside the character's mind and experience things with them, trying to write from the movie view or where we are detached from the characters personally, makes it hard to gauge anything. Setting, mood, relationships, internal conflict, all of that comes from how you anchor your point of view in the story. I've begun to watch movies with a critical eye. Movies must deliver a lot in a very short amount of time. They do that with visuals, from the staging, to the lighting, to the music, to the actor's expressions. These things aren't really things we can accurately capture in writing.
0: No, it's it's um, it's very hard and it's very different when you're writing a book compared to when you're writing a movie script. And also keep in mind that a movie or a TV show, like an episode of a show, is only an hour to a three-hour commitment, sometimes even less than that. Whereas reading a book and writing a book is going to bring up to, you know, at least eight hours of content for the readers. So writers have... Um, they have to work a lot harder to get a reader to commit to the whole book. And to do that, we have to use every tool and every word to pull the reader into the story. That usually comes from that emotional connection to the characters and not having us stuck in some kind of weird limbo. The reader wants to
1: see the character succeed or fail, depending on the kind of book you're writing. Like, you know, Mr. Martin. <laughs> So, while you're watching your favorite shows, pick apart the reasons you're rooting for these characters. What did this show do to make you love these people so much? Is it the will-they-won't-they relationship, like the Raylo or Kylo Ren and Rey, ship from the newest Star Wars trilogy? Is it the serial killer's charming relationship with his son? Can I just say for a moment that we don't have cable, but I really, really want to watch Prodigal Son
0: because of this... That sounds really intriguing.
1: It has um, the actor from Good Omens, which is on Amazon, and you need to watch, please. Yes, I do. more
0: devil. <laughs> okay, interesting. I will have to go on my list. Um, but the, as I said, was saying earlier, that's what I like so much about the show Lucifer. It is the characters, and they help get you out of that movie view. Characters are fascinating, and in that show specifically, the idea that the supposedly evil person being is solving crimes saving lives and forming new emotional bonds that is what makes me want to watch the show and that discussion leads us kind of into point of view today to take it all the way back to the basics of story crafting point of view is basically whose eyes we experience the story through in both writing and other forms of media you can switch points of view to offer a broader understanding of the story and to build tension and conflict
1: For me, The Haunting of Hill House absolutely killed it with alternating POVs. It follows a dysfunctional family in both the present and the short time when they lived in Hill House. Each episode follows one child and shows how the time in the house has affected their present. In one episode, we see a sister with psychic powers dealing with the torment it causes her. And another, from a different POV, a sibling calls her out on her emotional distance and the weird gloves she wears all the time. Because that sibling doesn't know about the distress this power causes her sister.
0: In any show or movie, you can probably pick out examples where the audience learns something from a particular point of view that other characters don't know, and that information ends up causing conflict within the story. Character A experiences this pivotal moment so the audience understands that's why they are performing a certain action a certain way. But characters B and C did not see that same experience, and this causes them to fight with character A. I mean, that's just a classic way to use point of view to cause conflict in story.
1: In The Haunting of Hill House, that would be where the sibling calls her sister out for emotional distance and odd behavior. We see both, and we understand the conflict on either side. It can be the same way in your writing.
0: It's what the audience knows that the characters don't know that increases tension in both your story for the characters and for the person reading it. It's like when you want to shout, don't go into the house to the protagonist in a horror movie because you know the serial killer's waiting inside.
1: Oh, I've had so many of those moments. (laughs) We've talked a bit about how point of view can affect your writing. Next time you turn on your favorite show... Try to see how each scene is aided by its chosen POV. Would you do it differently?
0: Why? And try to p- pick out the plot points where you, as the viewer, receive information from two different point of views that help you put puzzle pieces together.
1: I will admit that I watch way more movies. My husband loves the theater experience and regularly drags me there. The last movie we saw in theaters was Hide and Seek, a campy horror movie, and I honestly loved it. Hannah, what's the
0: last movie you watched? Um, So I don't really have the attention span to sit with a movie for three hours. That's why he takes me to
1: the theater where I can't get up and move.
0: Yeah, I, I do well in the theater, but I don't know. To me, I just don't want to go that often. So the last one that I actually watched in theaters was Avengers Endgame. And I know that was a long time ago, both for when we're recording this and when it's going to be released. Um, But, you know, we rarely go to the movies and we rarely watch them at home. We're more of a TV and anime people.
1: Movies might feel long because you have to devour them in one sitting, but they aren't. (sighs) It's true. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They efficiently deliver an entire story in two hours, and that is Amazing. While they do this through some visual effects, you can also keep an eye out for moments where the writing shows.
0: Or places where it falls short and what you would have done to pull it all back together again. In doing this, you're engaging the part of your brain that writes. This will later help you pick out the plot holes in your own writing and help you develop the tools necessary to fix them.
1: It might be tiring to always watch television and movies with a critical eye, especially if you're writing a lot. You don't always have to pick things apart. Sometimes just experiencing a new thing can refill your creative well in a lot of unconscious ways.
0: So that is all we have for today. We've already assigned you your homework to go through and try analyzing and watching your favorite shows and movies with a critical eye. Do the same with your favorite video games next time you play. And if you have not already, go back to um, part one of this little duology of episodes. Um, That is episode 12. And listen to that for more ideas and strategies. Next time we talk to you guys, we will be switching gears to discuss how you can balance world building with narrative. That
1: is such a fun subject. Get ready to take some notes. All right, I think that's it for today. We will see you guys on the next episode. Bye.
0: Thanks to purpleplanetmusic.com at www.purple planet.com for our intro and outro music.